I want to welcome everybody back to Slaughter University. I'm getting straight into it tonight. This word was put on my heart because over these last days when I took my social media uh, fast, it's nothing personal. I just usually do it all the time. Um, just to get away and detox from everything. Man, when I tell you the Lord spoke to me so much and I'm just uber excited to share it with y'all. So I'm only hitting y'all with one or two verses today. And the only verses I'm coming from is Matthew 22. And I'm going to start at verse 36. It said, teacher, which command in the law is the greatest? And then Jesus said to him, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest and most important command. The second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law, the prophets depend on these two commandments. So, straight up, Chris, what do you mean? What are you talking about? Oh my God, this is something that we always talk about. Love, 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 love. Listen to me. When I was taking a little mini sabbatical from Slaughter University and just binding, you know, with my wife, bonding with my wife and communion with my wife, over the last two years in our marriage, it's just been multiple conversations that we had. And you know, I've always been transparent with everybody. You know what I'm saying? And one of the things was, it's like, Lord, I've been praying for this woman. She checks off every box. But I always felt like my, 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 my body and myself kind of rejected the love that she gave me, the same love that I prayed for. And of course, that causes problems in other areas. And we're always so quick to talk about these problems and be like, oh, this the reason. It's because of my medication. Oh, it's because of uh, my job. It's because of everything that's going on. That is why uh, I'm acting this way. And the Lord pretty much broke it down to me. He said, Chris, it's hard for you to show love because you don't love yourself. When I tell you my head did a 360 spin like a freaking owl, I was like, what are you talking about, Lord? I don't love myself. He said, you don't love yourself. And he said, a lot of people don't love themselves. Matter of fact, you hate yourself. I said, but what you talking about? I hate myself. He said, no, 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 no. You hate yourself. You hate yourself big time. And I'm like, Lord, what do you, what do you mean? I hate, I hate myself. So what I did was I went and I got my, my, my journal. Uh, and this is something I encourage everybody to do. I said, okay, let's make a T-chart. We're going to put love on one side. We're going to put hate on the other side. And this is where you got to be honest with yourself. You got to tell yourself. Write down everything you love about you and write down everything you hate about yourself. And this is where you got to be transparent. And I don't care if it's the, the way your beard grow, whatever it is you hate about yourself, you need to write it down. And when I got in the presence of God, y'all, I sat there with my, my T-chart and I wrote the things I love about myself and the things I hate about myself. And do you know 
what I hated about myself, I had over 20 something things that I hated about myself. And I only had one thing that I loved about myself. Just one. Y'all finna get me tearing up and I'm on four minutes in. And the only thing I loved about myself was that I was funny. That's it. But I had 20 other things that I hated about myself. So now as I'm sitting with Holy Spirit, I'm like, okay, Lord, you done got it out of me. This is what I hate about myself. And it don't have to all be physical. Some is physical. Some is emotional, mental. Things that you do. It could be a habit that you have that you don't like. You haven't learned to love yourself because you haven't identified the things that you hate about yourself. And you know, um, so I was having a conversation, right? And um, what happened was I knew somebody and they was cheated on so much in their life. I'm talking about always cheated on by every guy that she dealt with. Always cheated on. And she would go out her way to try to protect herself from being cheated on. I'm talking about, let me see your phone. Who texting you? Who calling you? And I had to break down to her one day. I said, if somebody's going to cheat, they're going to cheat. Right? And I said, you're going out your way because the devil wants you to think that it's the cheating. Right? So you start attacking Everybody, everybody you deal with, everybody you date, you start looking for the symptoms of cheating, which is checking folk Instagram, going through their phones, doing all this type of stuff like that, right? That's usually what um, you do when somebody um, is cheating on you. You start going through all this suspiciousness, right? But you're not attacking the root. And I told her, I said, the issue is not that you're afraid of being cheated on it's not the women it, it, it's not the it's not the it's not the women it's not the man doing something behind your back because if a man gonna cheat a man gonna cheat right i said the real issue is that you are insecure and you don't like your man having conversations with other women because every time a man did something to you he made you feel like oh I cheated on you because this woman did this and this woman did that and you didn't do that and that man made you feel inferior. So now you have a fear of your man being around other women. Now you view strong women as a threat to not only your relationship but but everything because you feel like if, a, if you were around a strong woman then your man is going to notice that and he's going to leave you because of what the other guy, how he made you feel all the time. He made you feel inferior. So you think it's always oh, just because I got cheated on because I act like this. And that's why I don't like my man around other women. No, that's not the case. You're afraid to be around stronger women or women that you feel are stronger or got their stuff together or doing better than you because every man that left you, left you and made it seem like you were the problem. So the issue that you need to attack is not uh, the Instagram and who's in the DM. It's why do you feel insecure? Why do you feel insecure around somebody else? A lot of us as men, we don't feel confident, right? 
because we may have been torn down or we may have been molested and, and you just been stripped of your manhood. So people, you think everybody sees that on you. So when you're around men that are more confident, you automatically assume this beta role because you think that you don't equal up and you're comparing yourself to somebody that not even comparing themselves to you. So what the Lord wanted to attack today was finding out what it is you hate about yourself and then comparing that with what God said about you because the only way you're going to learn to love yourself is if you get rid of the lies and replace it with the truth when you are living when you're not married you're not under God's covenant the devil wants you to sleep with that person sleep with that person give up all the cookies give up all the meat suck all the penis that's what he wants you to do because you are still sinning, right? But see, when you become married, sex is no longer uh, frowned upon, right? So you think that he's gonna entice you to have sex with your wife and your husband? No. And now you're sitting in the corner like, dang, when we was dating, that hot pocket was busting out the plastic. But that hot pocket was busting out the plastic for a second. You know what I mean? And because of that, you think, oh, yeah, that, that means that when we get married, it's going to be like that. No, it's not. Now the devil is going to try to do everything in his power. Guess what? Separate y'all from one another. Right? And now you question yourself saying, do I really love this girl? And now you're forced to face the reality. You don't know how to give love because you don't know how to accept love. Because you don't believe you're worthy of being loved. I know I just threw a lot of people for a loop, but just follow me here. When you hate yourself, you don't know how to love nobody. And you don't know how to receive love from nobody. See, you taught that because your penis got hard and that coochie got wet. When you was dating that person, they was a little nice to you. You think that means you like that person. And you think that you love that person. No, that's harmonial. That's just what it is. That's just what it is. But the truth is a lot of you can't even love somebody because you don't love yourself. And I think one of the biggest issues is with that is that you can't receive love because you can't accept God's love. But that's not y'all fault. No, I blame the way a lot of people's introduced to Christ. It's like I told Mac today. I said, you can't introduce God like God hates this and God hates that and God hates when you do this and God hates when you do that and oh, and if you do that, God definitely hates that. But he loves you. He loves you so much. What? How somebody supposed to accept that? Because you just named 40 things that I don't... Bruh, what you mean? You can go through this whole Bible. I done broke probably almost everything in there. And then you're going to turn around and tell me, oh, but God love you, though. That's like me coming up to you saying, boy, I hate your nose. I hate your eyes. I hate your big old lips. I don't like your beard. I don't like the way you built. I don't like none of that. But you really my boy, though. If anything you need, all you got to do is call me and I got you. You're going to be like, no, what you talking about? You just came and told me you didn't like 40 things about me. And now you love it. I'm your boy. No, you have to understand 
that, and, and by no means, no means am I saying that God loves you so much that he's okay with the sins that you commit. No, what I'm saying is, is that God, Jesus Christ, died knowing who you was. But he loved you so much he didn't want to die as you was. So he died in place for you. So you could be more like him. Because guess what? The more you are like him, the less you are is like the world. It's like the, the, the parable when he said, don't you know? Not the parable when he said, if you clean the, the cup from the inside, the outside will become clean. Right? And a lot of us try to throw what God hate, but you got to slow down. Hold on. Wait a minute. How, you, how about we talk about what God did and how much he loves me and how no matter what, because guess what? You don't love yourself and it's hard for you to accept God's love because you believe that the things that you did are unforgivable. Oh yeah. You think that the things that you did are unforgivable. And guess what? It ain't no coming back from that. And see, what I like to say is a lot of us love to talk about the surface level sins. The surface level sins. When I say surface level sins, I'm talking about the stuff that you don't mind telling nobody because a lot of you love to go sit and talk about, oh yeah, I used to watch porn. Okay, show me your porn history. Show it to me. Let me see the videos that you used to watch. Because see, a lot of us joke about the stuff that we know everybody else watch. But how about the stuff that you wouldn't dare tell nobody you watched? See, pornography was just a symptom. You know what I'm saying? That's something you just grabbed on to. When you felt abandoned, that's something that you just grabbed on to. We have to stop acting like we know what it is and ask Jesus, Lord, what am I dealing with? Stop the self-diagnosing of yourself. Stop the self-diagnosing of yourself. You, you, you don't know what's going on with you. You think you know what's going on with you. You know, it's, it's like somebody told me, they said assumptions make an A word out of you and me, right? Because this is what happens. What a lot of you don't know is that when you sit up here and do the self-diagnostics of yourself, the first thing you love to say, oh, I'm being petty because every time I hit this person up, they don't give me the same energy that I give them. First of all, we gotta stop this main character syndrome. We have this main character complex where we think we are the main character in everybody's life. You are just as much as a side character in that person's life as they are a side character in your life. People got other stuff they got going on. Let me break it down a little bit more deep. We always talk about reciprocating energy. But when did God say, act like the person that hurts you? God said, act like me. In every situation. You can hit somebody up like, hey man, do you got $5? And your friend might just say, no, period. Oh, no emojis, no nothing. We take texts out of context. Oh, he, they, they just said no, the N-O, not even the explanation. What if that person was really busy? but they took the time out their day to respond to you, right? I got a friend 
one of the best friends I got in the world, but he is completely just mono, just one monotone. Just one monotone. But inside, I know who he is as a person. And I know that he will move the, the heavens and the earth, if he could, for me. But we take stuff so personal. Because we think, oh, this person, they just respond to me like this. You don't know what nobody else got going on. You don't know what nobody else got going on. And we take the smallest reasons to cut somebody off. And it's all because they didn't hurt you. No, they hurt the 16-year-old you that was abandoned. The, the five-year-old you was triggered. The 10-year-old you was triggered. The 20-year-old you was triggered. That person didn't do nothing to you. That's why the Bible says judge righteously. Now, if you call somebody and they sound like they don't want to talk, it's nothing wrong with just saying, hey, are you okay? If they say, yeah, I'm fine. Okay, you don't have to sit there and play tennis. The biggest issue is that we read too much in the stuff because when we're triggered, we think that us right now are triggered. But what we, what, but who was triggered was who we was. You know, I told my wife, I said, I don't want you to ever feel envious or jealous of anybody. Because there's one thing about my wife that I noticed that everybody loves that I love is that no matter what she been through, she never let nobody take her innocence, right? She, she, she may have become more cautious and more wiser, but you know, somebody do something to us, it's a wrap. Cut on to the next, not the next scene, trick the next check. I'm talking about, we out of here, it's a dub. But she kept being who she was no matter what. And I said, babe, you really just don't understand how many of us just want our innocence back. Oh my God. Some of us be like, oh, if you can go back in time to what age, where would you go? Some of us want to just go back to right before that first heartbreak. Right before everything you lost was stripped from you. Oh my God, we just want to go back to that first time before we was hurt because once we got hurt, we was not the same no more. And a lot of us struggle because we try our whole life to get back to who we was before the trial, before the tribulations, before the experience. But God said, I am trying to do a new thing. I'm trying to do a new thing. We want to go back before the hurt because we lost our innocence. We lost who we were in the midst of the trials and the trouble. And we learned to forgive others, but we never learned to forgive ourselves. And we started to hate ourselves. I'm going to share this with y'all. This is a list of everything that I said I hated about myself. And I'm gonna tell you, I put I hate my weight, my nose, my hair. I hate my anger sometimes. I feel weak sometimes. Sometimes I feel financially unstable. I feel broke sometimes when I'm paying all these bills. 
I feel like I'm unable to keep my, I hate that I'm unable to keep my word sometimes when I really have the intentions to. Sometimes I speak prematurely. If I said mean, uh, insecure, afraid, sometimes I feel unintelligent, a failure, will never succeed, unworthy. Sometimes I hate myself because I feel condemned, unforgiving, easily hurt. I feel, I hate myself because I, I've always felt expendable. Uh, of no use, of fear of being without, doubtful, double-minded, and I feel like I hate myself because I've wasted so much time. Y'all, these are over 20 things I wrote about that I hate about myself. And what I did was, all the things that went into the same category, I numbered them. Like I got weight, nose, and hair, I put ones next to that. Things that dealt with emotions, I put twos. Anything that matched up, right? And then I broke it down into seven sections. My first section is how God feels about my appearance and why I should love it. And I put the number one next to that title because I know the scripture verses that I got in this uh, section is for me to counter when I'm hating on myself, right? It's like a, it's like, it's like a chart. So if it's a day that I'm looking in the mirror and I say, man, I feel fat today. I say, wait a minute. No, because wait, let me go to section one, because God said, so God created man, his own image in the image of God created he, him, male and female. He created him, them. I will praise thee for I am fearfully and wonderfully made marvelous in thy works and that my soul knoweth right well. Guess what? Anytime I start hating myself because of my appearance, that's what I quote to myself. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that in my soul knoweth right well. Ain't nothing wrong with me. The devil trying to sit up here and tell me that I'm fat. Now, man, can I lose some weight? Absolutely. But the devil, but but God, I should hate myself because I'm overweight. I can hate how I feel, but I don't need to hate myself. I don't need to hate myself. Meaning that I can look at this and say, no, Lord, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. And you gave me the wisdom to go out here and become healthier because you have a plan for this temple. So when I go to the gym, I dedicate my body to you. And I'm not in the gym trying to do 100 push-ups because somebody called me fat and said I had titties in the eighth grade. It's a difference. So anytime I hate something about my appearance, I quote that to myself, right? When I, when I hate myself because I'm being mean and angry, I quote these, I quote the Bible verses, cease from anger and forsake wrath, fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. That's Psalm 37, 8. Be angry and sin not, let the sun not go down upon your wrath. That's Ephesians 4, 26. Wherefore, beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. That's James 1.19. These are things that I say to myself when the devil tries to make me feel bad. You were mean. What you just said to your wife, you were so mean. What you just said to your mama was so mean. You just angry. Oh, when I'm feeling angry and the devil tries to make me hate myself because I'm angry, I quote the word and better yet, I recite this over my life. Every night, every morning, well, trying to, sometimes I go to sleep. But we are losing sleep at night 
I am so tired of staying up. My wife be knocked out in my arms and I'm up looking at the ceiling, thinking about the time in, in high school where I wish I would have said something back to somebody who hurt my feelings. What? What are you talking about? How I feel about me is a lie. How God feel about me is the truth. Right? In the third section, I wrote, this is how God feels about me saying I am weak and I'm afraid. The word says, and he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities than the power of Christ may rest, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. That's what I say when I'm feeling weak. I can do all things through stripes which, which, which strengthens me. Right? Meaning that the things God called me to do, he's going to give me the strength to do. Now, if you can't swim, don't go jump in the pool talking about some, I can do all things through Christ. That's true. No, you can't swim. No. What God is saying is that what he sent you into the earth to do, no matter what the devil does to stop you, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. So when I'm not feeling like doing Slaughter University, when I don't feel like making podcasts, when I don't feel like talking to y'all, I know God called me to do it. So guess what? That's something I quote over myself. Every single time. Because the devil don't want me to speak to y'all. I'm having all these technical difficulty issues because of this, this, this man. You know? For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and love and a sound mind. I know y'all know that. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yeah, I will help thee. Yeah, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. See, that's Isaiah 41.10. See, y'all got all these Bible verses tattooed on y'all, but y'all really need to understand Isaiah 41.10. Remember, who is the one that's upholding you with whose righteousness? Not your own. Not your own righteousness. God is upholding you. He is your strength. He is the one that said that my work, that I'm going to complete the good work that I started in you. You know, when I say, Lord, I'm broke. I ain't got no money. I'm feeling financially unstable. Oh, I fear without being without. Oh, okay. let me let me speak about, about fear and being without. I'm going to just be real. If you ever meet somebody in life and they just seem excessive, meaning like instead of buying one deodorant stick, they buy like two or three or four. That's me. Or you feel like, oh, they might say, oh, I need baby wipes. You got one booty hole. You got booty hole brown. You got one booty hole this big. And you got four things of baby wipes. Now somebody got to drive across the street to another store because you done bought all the baby wipes. All because you have a fear of just being without. What's up, cuzzo? I hope you enjoyed part one. If y'all enjoyed that, listen in for part two. See y'all there.